Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. The scripture reading that I will be reading now comes from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jennifer Burns. I am the visitation minister here at Asbury. I am also the social media coordinator, so I am usually either in the front row or the last couple weeks up in the balcony doing the online worship. And obviously, since I am here, I am not running the online worship today, so I'm going to ask for a shout-out for John Nezzo with Integrity Sound. He has been working really hard the last several weeks on rolling out all of the new equipment that we're implementing, and he was able to step in for us today to help run the online worship so that I could be here. So... We are in our second week of a six-week series through the season of Lent entitled Transformed, Becoming a True Disciple of Jesus Christ. And today we are focusing on how we transform our minds. So if you are anything like me, you like your snacks. Have you ever opened what you thought was going to be a full bag of chips, only to find that it is mostly air, and you have maybe a handful of chips at the bottom of the bag? Your first reaction is to feel that you've been cheated. You didn't get what you paid for, and you're likely to be mad. People can be like potato chip bags in this sense. We dress our bodies in a way that sends the message of how we would like to be received to others. Many Christians wear a cross on a chain around their necks to show the world that we are, in fact, Christian. Do you ever think that God sees inside of us and, at times, feels like the inside doesn't match up with what the outside promises? In the scripture from Romans 12, Paul is speaking to brothers and sisters. These are early Christians who had already made a commitment to live following Jesus Christ's example. These verses open with the word, therefore, which indicates that it is following something that came previously. What came before this was 11 chapters explaining the very foundations of the church, the righteousness of God, and the judgment that will come on Judgment Day, a warning to hypocrites, an explanation of justification and the promise of salvation by faith, 
and Paul's own testimony of the faithfulness of God to his people. These are all topics that could be sermon series on their own, if not individual sermons, so we won't cover them all here today, but in the new, the, I'm sorry, new international version translation of the Bible, the very last scripture prior to what we read is the doxology, which we sing every week in the traditional services. And as I say this, I realize we forgot to sing it this morning. <laughs> um, we sing this doxology as we receive the offering for the church and turn it over to the Lord for his blessing and put it to his purpose. So we did not sing it earlier, but we are going to sing it right now, if you will sing with me. Praise. Aaron, you want to help me? (laughs) Go. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God all creatures here a pulpit singer. I am a back of the back row singer. So, um, But that verse was important for us to sing, to think about the words, and to think about what they mean. As I said earlier, Paul transitions from that doxology into the verse that we read earlier, and he makes that transition again using the word therefore, which ties what is to come with what has just passed. So what is to come is Paul not suggesting, but rather urging the Romans to offer their body as a living sacrifice, to go beyond what is seen on the outside, which is what the world sees, to concentrate on offering what is on the inside, which is what God sees. As Paul says, this is a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. The stories that we hear in sermon messages on Sunday are not meant to be entertainment to take up one hour of time on Sunday and then filed away for the rest of the week. They are meant to be put into practice so that we can be disciples of Jesus Christ for the world. This is the message that Paul had for the Romans and for us. God does not want burnt offerings or animal sacrifices as these former pagan worshipers were accustomed to. He does not want us to show outwardly that we believe in him or in his son by the wearing of a charm on a necklace. Even the offering that we take on Sundays, while they are absolutely necessary for the operation of the church and the running of the ministries that spread the gospel and reach the lost, are not what God requires of us. God does not want our money, And tithing is not a buyout to say that we've done our part for this week or this pay period, but rather it is an action of committing part of ourselves back to the Lord. 
of making our faith touch every part of our lives, including our finances. This is what God wants, us and our submission of every part of our lives and ourselves to him. There's a church near the church that I attended when I lived in California that had a barrier gate at their driveway. On the inside of the barrier gate, as you pull into the road, were signs on either side of the driveway that said, now entering the mission field. These signs served as a reminder for those leaving the church to hold on to the benediction that they were sent out with, to go forth and to do something with it. We have been talking for the last several weeks about discerning God's purpose for our lives, and this isn't a simple question that anyone can answer for another. It is through constant, dedicated prayer that Paul is talking about that we can each test and approve what God's will is for us and how we are to go forth and serve him. Paul cautions the Romans to not conform to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We are also told in John 15, 19, if you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. Our goal is not to be loved by this world, but to be loved by God. The world that we live in is one that is full of things that constantly compete for our attention to the point that we can often feel overwhelmed and unable to process anymore. What we are seeking is the transformation of the mind that comes by the Holy Spirit working in us through our intentional work to have the mind of God and to approach how we think about the world and how we see our place in that world as being closer to what God sees. Our transformation is the work to get from point A, which is the current image that we portray to the world of how we want to be perceived, to point B, which is the image of God that is part of our DNA and is what God sees. When we apply those Sunday teachings to our lives and begin living more like Christ and loving others more like Christ, the way God sees us becomes what the world sees. The outside and the inside match up. We begin to understand why it is not okay to lie, to cheat, to steal, instead of just following rules. We understand why being loving is the most important thing even more important than life itself. How we behave, how we respond, comes directly from our understanding of who God is and who we are because of who God is and what he has done for us in Christ. An athlete training for a marathon or the Olympics does not spend one hour a week or even just one hour a day in the gym training. Their fitness incorporates their nutrition, sleep, activity, and everything else to the point that it overtakes their lifestyle. And so should it be for a Christian transforming in the way that Paul is calling us to. We will not get there just by one hour in church on Sunday, but by incorporating the teachings from the Word into our daily lives. 
We must cut through the busyness and the noise of this world to find the quiet and stillness and time with God where we can experience the renewing of our mind that will bring the fullness that God desires. Even Jesus Christ took time to unplug, to go out alone, pray quietly, and spend time with God. If Jesus, the human embodiment of God, sent to earth as our example, needed this kind of time with God, then we most certainly need the same. Today is the second Sunday in Lent, the 40 days that commemorate the 40 days that Jesus spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Lent is a season of transformation from the sorrow of understanding the magnitude of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us to the joy of celebrating his resurrection and the promise that we have of eternal life. In these next four weeks, as we journey towards Easter, if you haven't begun a devotional or a study that helps you to spend more time in quiet with God, seeking that transformation of your mind, this is a perfect time to start. Continue to seek the ways that you can offer yourself as that living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. Then you will be able to see what is in God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen.